0: This is All About Home Construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Cannell-Beck and Randy Blake. That's right. Happy Saturday, buddy. Happy Saturday to you. you know oh, it, man. by the way, Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. And Happy New Year. That's it. Last Saturday before Christmas Eve. How's that? Yep. And uh big night for you. Oh, yeah. I'm already ready. Ready. The VFW dinner going on tonight in, uh all right, what's the update on the tickets, Ben? Gone, all gone. Yep. We told everyone get them early, get them early. So, well, congratulations, you're sold out uh, for the VFW dinner tonight, and uh, oh, that's really cool. And you can, um, of course, all the money going to the to fix up the memorial, which I
1: think is the coolest thing. And uh, well, it's that's an important thing, you know. Our you know, kids today not necessarily military history. But just history alone, sure. You know they don't teach. I never liked history in school at all, because it was just the boring part of history. They never <laughs> talked about the real things that happened.
0: Hey, people are real, and, and and you know, and and people have been people since you know, people were people.
1: I had a better um, time in civics class talking yeah. about history and civics, you yep. know, than I did in my history class. Well,
0: I get it. I get it. Well, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a big history nerd, and um, you know that that that's the thing, but. You know, to me, we focus so much on the military history, and I think it's important. I mean, that's especially in a country like ours where that's what made that's what stood us out, right? That's how we got our independence, is how we got our freedom. Oh. Uh, you know, it was we fought for it, and that's how we keep it. And uh, I think that's why it's important to keep this memorial going. And uh, just so, so yeah, so the fundraiser, the going to, to fix it up, super excited about that. And I'm looking forward, Randy, to, to, to dressing up. And coming out believe that or not
1: well I'll, you know what this will be the first one you come to thank you
0: Terry. i'm ex- you have no idea i really am excited I, and, uh, i've got my apparently i got the wrong you, coat i'm gonna have to go get a black coat instead of a blue coat because the date has i don't know
1: well that's the way it but goes. i'm doing but, this you know for you, this will but. be the first time i'll be doing a meal like this this is awesome since i left food service and yeah and well about 86 so. like
0: i said I, i'm excited about it i got i got the suit and the tie I'll see you there,
1: and uh, so you know, this this is what I like to do. You it's know, cool. I, I miss food service. Now I'm too old to do a lot of it, well, but I enjoy it, and so just it, well, it's just my thing. It's I awesome. Think. It's awesome.
0: Like I said, I'm excited. I, I've been excited all week, so here we are. We finally made it. But no, all about home construction. Give us a call today two two six two one five six seven. We'd love to put you right on the air and uh gonna have a kind of an open show today anyway it'd be perfect to get some questions answered if you have some some questions you got going on and uh that's what we're here for all about home construction and you know as as we kind of wrap up the year we'll, we'll 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 talk next time about uh maybe you know the, how 2022 is trying to kind of treat it all um you know and especially in the construction industry but um just to open it up today and, and of course uh just just wanted to give everyone a chance to uh to get their questions you know we always get stuff through facebook and, and and people talking to us throughout the weeks uh also so we got some some questions that we'll throw your way here and some, some discussion too randy but um yeah open it up to anyone and of course i said the facebook page you're always welcome to check that out and the podcast and, and i've really enjoyed the last two weeks and i say the last two shows because uh, it was part one part two of the heat and i think that's fun and i was pretty excited about that so
1: you know it uh, goes to show you that you never know who created it in history right you know? i mean that that's it
0: and and well you know so many times when we hear the word technology we think of you know computer chips and monitors and buttons and, and but technology itself right is something that i mean i mean the wheel at one point was new technology
1: um, every, every, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, a uh, hammer was new technology at some point. And so that's, you know, th- that's my thing is just to watch as, as when you really start to analyze and watch technology evolve and, and what it evolves into, uh, to me, is the coolest thing.
1: Well, you know, uh, being in the construction industry, you know, when I was a kid, a piece of plywood was five, seven ply, right? Half inch plywood. Right. You know, and engineers, come out they're always trying to save money and in uh <clears throat> early 90s it got down to three ply yeah you know because it's always an odd number mm-hmm. three five seven right nine eleven right. you know your marine plywood can go all the way up to 11 layers well that's because which is extremely I guess
0: technically big, you have to have a core right
1: yeah but you know it's all laminate like burst plywood a lot of it's uh seven to nine ply mm-hmm. you know which makes it real dense for cabinets and stuff like that and uh But we used to laugh about half-inch plywood in the 90s because we called it duply,
0: because
1: if you didn't get it covered up, and the dew settled on it, then it delaminated. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, so, you know, that was a time period in history where they were trying to get rid of uh, the off-gassing in plywood. Yep. You know, and get rid of the uh, ammonia is a big part of the glue. Formaldehyde was another. You know, especially in uh, subfloor and stuff like that.
0: Well, you know, and then the other thing too is, and I know, I know they're they're in a lot of ways they're they're two different products. I mean, when you're talking about plywood or uh, uh, OSB, yep. I mean, you know, they, they, but they they're interchangeable in a lot of ways in the, in how they're used in the application, but the products themselves are, are completely different. But you you think back of you know even 20 years ago when o, OSB. Pull a sheet off, the. you know, if you could magically find a, a brand new sheet of OSB from 20 years ago and compare it to a brand new sheet today, um, two different products in a lot of ways.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. Because I remember uh, I was 16-year-old mm-hmm. working on Beach Mountain, and a guy come up from a company, and he had uh, a piece of half-inch OSB, and, uh, and he had it in a five-gallon bucket of water. Yeah. And he's going... Well, you know, I'll be back in 30 days just to pick this up if y'all will just leave it here and make sure it stays with water. In 30 days, that OSB hadn't swelled. That's really cool. And now, if it sets out for just a little bit, it, it swells. Yeah.
0: Well, the the difference is, and, and in a lot of ways, I would say it's more structural today in, in you know some pieces compared, but... Um, you know, because I I can think back of of you know being a kid and, and moving OSB and you got the chunks and splinters falling off and, and poking yeah. you and stuff, um, but the but the, the the glues, the adhesives, the epoxies, whatever term you want to use, you know, are, are are certainly better than they've ever been before.
1: Oh yeah, uh, now I I don't necessarily know if they're better or not being they taking the VOCs out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, that VOCs have changed a lot in that uh, glue and finish industry. You you know, there's still VOCs and everything you got out there. It just has took them a long time to get them down to a minimum. And the the VOCs is off gas, and uh, you know. So I don't know if it's necessarily even better or not. And and to give you an idea, on today's market, three quarter inch OSB for subfloor is twenty eight dollars, twenty six dollars a sheet right i like to use three quarter inch sturdy floor yeah okay because i like plywood on my floors because it lays flatter Mm -hmm. if you're going to use osb as your subfloor and then you decide to uh put carpet on it then you got to put quarter inch laminate on it or not quarter inch laminate but quarter inch uh uh and that's to make it the floor be flat okay well and
0: and 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 i'm glad you said that because i've been there done that with with flooring even um you know i i've gotten the in and, in and, and, and it's not to like p- make people panic if you've got osb cuz cuz i've seen it where it's okay but i've seen some of the older houses especially the 70s and 80s when you know where where somebody's went in and put osb and um it's it you can see it you can floor. see it yeah, yeah like it got where and and you you know i i actually took a sander one time my, my finished sander you know and like just to, to smooth out the butt ends you know where they went up and i swear there was a two inch uh, you know rise in it where those two ends were met together and um but you got a one or two sometimes when when, and i've noticed this like pulling a board out is it pulls out chunks of that osb when it comes out you know when the the nails coming out of it and uh so yeah so i I mean i'm with you on it on it on plywood and and years ago i'll tell you this story years ago and I, i guess this was like Twenty-something years ago, and uh, it was a, a new construction house. It took you know two years to finish, and uh, it was a do-it-yourself type job. And uh, by the time they got it under the roof, that the OSB subfloor was there was a couple spots where I wouldn't walk on it. You know, it was just it were we, it was just gonna fall through. I mean, it was just rotten through. We they ended up going cutting it all out and replacing it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, and, and so yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm I feel you on that one, uh, for sure.
1: Sure, but, yeah. uh, but then in the uh early 2000s they came out with a product called a, a vantec mm-hmm. All right. Now that is a particle board. That's the stuff that's colored. Uh no, it's a it's it's a different type of makeup than uh OSB. Okay. Because it's actually designed by a cabinet company out of Charlotte that invented it and it was made with resins that you make cabinets, veneers and stuff out oh, okay. of. Okay. So Now, it has a little better waterproof than sturdy floor and OSB. Okay. But even though uh, it was designed in Charlotte, it's made up north. Gotcha.
0: What's the stuff that's uh, colored? It's like green. Looks like OSB, but it's got that green uh, paint looking stuff on it.
1: it. It's actually an insect treatment. Okay. And uh, because of uh, Louisiana. Louisiana was the first state in the United States that passed the law that you couldn't build a house without using treated lumber because of foremost, the termites. Nice. About $2 billion a year is destroyed by termites in Louisiana. That's crazy. Wow. There you go. We'll take a break
0: and we'll come right back right after this. Thanks for listening to us. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Thanks for listening to us. Give us a call. 828-262-1567. Talking a little bit about about anything you want to talk about all about home construction today and that's what we're here for all about you and uh so Randy we're talking a little bit about OSB i got some other questions for you by the way before we get too far into uh into, into too many rabbit holes but uh OSB plywood what's uh what's it looking like you know we over the last what three going on three years now right we've seen such a weird influx of of cost yeah. and 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 tripled and quadrupled and uh, where, where are we kind of sitting right now in, in terms of all that?
1: All over the board, actually. That's what I was sitting here doing some math on it, you know. We didn't even talk about uh, the best plywood that you can put on your floors uh, is dry ply, okay? Dry ply is exactly what a Vantech, close to what a Va- excuse Right. excuse a Vantech back last summer. Mm-hmm. A Vantech got to $98 a sheet. Today, dry ply is 94 14 a Ooh. sheet. Ooh and uh so what i was doing was a comparison uh, and uh while we sitting sitting here talking (laughs) and you know because this is what makes it hard people goes well how much is a house going to cost me well all right if i i'm using a 42 uh a thousand a thousand eight square foot yeah 42 by 24 Okay. okay So if we were to use dry ply, the sheeting alone for the floor would be thir- three thousand one hundred thirty-six dollars. Yeah. Okay. Now if we used OSB, it would the the cost would be eight hundred and thirty-two dollars. Okay. <sighs> wow. But then if we turn around and use uh, sturdy floor, it'd be fifteen hundred
0: and thirty-six. So see, D- uh, it, so it's, th- three completely different prices. That's but right. all of those. 5 years ago, yeah. Uh, would have been half the price.
1: Yeah, cuz you get a uh, OSB for 15-16 dollars a sheet. Instead of
0: what, and what would you say OSB itself is running right now? 26 dollars a sheet. So
1: it's, it's still double what it was. And uh in four years we ago. could use sturdy floor we were getting for 21 dollars a mm-hmm. sheet. And so it's like we probably talked about that this is the new norm.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's be honest, you know, when things come up, sure they settle down but they never settle down to where they started
1: no and uh, uh yeah it's just, uh, and so that's the reason well you know we're not allowed to get we, we can't really shoot from the hip on a price no
0: and, and and that's that's the scary part because when you're planning you know if i came to you and i was like randy hey i want to build this house or i want to do this remodel i've got to save up money for it you know, or go get a loan for it, and, and don't even know where to ask. You know, like, or what to ask for, and and, uh, and that's it's 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 a double-edged sword. You can't give me a quote and, and promise me anything and i can't get the money because you can't promise me anything and, and that's no fault of yours it's just the fault of the 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 supply the demand the the, the economy of it all and uh it's, yeah. oh so i i guess saying all that you know we just really just got to be patient and understanding with with both
1: parties you know well, uh, and to give you an idea the addition i built on my house was 16 by 18 right okay now i used uh everything that i could get a hold of and everything i knew to make it as energy efficient as possible Mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is even though it's just a small room 16 by 18 you know there is no heat in it right all right at all and i my house is a 64 model which is 1100 square foot sure well the insulation in it is pretty poor because it's r11 right and after taking that one wall down and taking a thermal camera through my house and seeing all the voids in the wall yep yep so that allows dust and stuff to transfer through the walls Mm -hmm. but when it transfers through the walls well the dust gets in the insulation so i figured my r value in the house is r5 yeah okay but that little addition alone cost me 97 dollars a square foot Ooh. Because of what I used. Right. And I used ICF Foundation because I started out of the ground, energy efficient. Anywhere that there was, uh, uh, you know, outside wall, we foamed all the outside bands. Mm -hmm. I have one cavity that's nothing but foam because it's eight inches wide. So instead, it's virtually impossible to put any insulation in it because it's 16-inch centers. Uh, We double bridged it and i built it so i wouldn't even have to put insulation in the floor system nice. but we went ahead and did it anyhow yeah. my windows now my windows and doors were all used okay mm-hmm. so i have vinyl on the front vinyl six you know french door but it's southern facing so when the sun comes yeah, up in, the, in, in the winter time it heats free the house free to the heat, baby
0: free heat
1: and uh yeah I know you've heard me talk about my son's house, and when we did the blower door test on it, we had an air leak. Mm-hmm. We still like three points getting to the down to the yeah that we had to put an air exchange unit in it. So the the state is seventy five, the the max is seventy five air leak, but at sixty one you have to put an air exchange unit yeah. in it because it doesn't meet the requirements. Change your air. Yeah. So the first shot out we came out with sixty four. Nice. You know that little that little. 1200 square foot house
0: i say nice because that's efficient i mean that that's a
1: tight house it's yes a, yeah. well it's it's 80 I mean, bucks a month to heat yeah. and cool yeah winter and summer yeah.
0: and uh well and, and that's that's the key and, and that's not going away like a tight house is not going away that's the future right we're going to even be we're going to get even tighter um because we can control that air exchange yes you have to have air, air exchange but the, the as technology improves and becomes more efficient more affordable hopefully um you're controlling that air change, and so now you're not getting that cold winter air moving in, and exchanging it. You're, you're getting more controlled air moving in. and, and That's uh, right. You know things like that, and so yeah, uh, no, it, it's it's cool. So it, what?
1: So what we did on Wheel's house is we even covered up the vent stove vent. We put plastic yeah. over it. We put anywhere like the dryer, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, the washer. Yeah, we covered up the dryer vent so we couldn't draw any air out yeah. of it. We also. Believe it or not, where the washing machine dumps into the drain, yeah, we covered it up because you can actually suck air out of your sole stack coming off yeah. the top of the roof. See, yeah. So anything that was a penetration that we could stop air, we wanted to see how much exactly we were drawing out of the house, that's and that's cool. when it come up with the sixty four sure.
0: cool okay, it, it was, yeah, no it's it's really cool stuff, really cool stuff. cause
1: you think about your bath fans, okay, all right. The, Your bath fans has a plastic door, yeah, that swings. There is no R value in it. It does leak, and then when it goes out the wall, there's another plastic door. So you actually, yeah, when you put this blower door test on, you suck a lot of air back I, through them. I, I've always wondered,
0: like, a, as we as we continue to to change the building industry, will we ever do away with with bathroom fans? Yeah, when you put a wind in. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I mean, but but the point is, like like bathroom fans are not for the smell, which is what ninety nine percent of the time they're used for. It's for moisture it's levels. For moisture levels. But how many people turn it on when they take a shower? You turn it on when you do the other thing, right? Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying is like, are they really eff- efficient for what they're supposed to be doing?
1: Well, you know, they have come out. Uh, you know, one thing we well one thing we've always done was. Is we make sure we insulate that fan. Yeah. Okay. And. But still, it's, you,
0: it's still a, it, it, it's still a fan. I mean, it's still got a air exchange.
1: It is. But what you try to do is eliminate as much air getting to the ductwork as yeah. possible. It's gonna. There comes a time when the positive pressure of the house is pushing out. Mm-hmm. All right. So I can't tell you I'm not a scientist with a. But that would be a good experiment one of these days to take a thermal camera and follow the line in the attic or in the drywall because you want it sitting on top of your drywall. You don't want it sitting on top of your insulation because that thermal camera will show you a lot of stuff. Buck Welburn proved that to me. And then that way you could actually see where the cold air stopped in your house down your, your fan. Right, right,
0: right. I'm with you, I'm with you.
1: And they actually, now i don't know how much an insulated bathroom fan is but they actually have now they encased the styrofoam to stop a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. so well yeah perfect well uh, yeah it's
0: yeah and it's again you know that's it's, it's i just love
1: it it's it's just so cool technology
0: technology that's the key word today but
1: it is and it's, um, it's somebody trying to achieve something better
0: well, like I said, give us a call at 828-262-1567, and we, we'll kind of open it up to any questions today. Randy, I do have a question uh, that, w- that was asked earlier uh, by me, to, to me, and uh, you know, it's this time of year, and it's Christmas next coming up next week, and uh, maybe a little late for some, but if you're like me, you're lazy, you haven't bought all your presents yet, it still huh? could apply. Actually, I'm doing really good. You in
1: better the, watch uh, the Santa Claus. Be, might
0: not come believe, it or, believe it or not, I, I've actually...
1: I better take a picture. This what Terry's wearing. Oh yeah, so
0: I didn't get to talk about this. So um, tonight's my um, a formal black tie event, and I'm wearing a bow tie for today. That's what it. That's what it is. I'm wearing a bow tie all day long. I'm wearing a bow tie during the day, and I got a nice tie tonight. It's my Christmas sweater. Well, what I'm. It's not ugly though. It's cool. What
1: I'm going to do is I'm going to post it on Facebook. All right, we'll put it up there. (laughs) And I tell you what, he's pretty. Uh, He's not handsome. He just uh, pretty. But my the
0: question that I was asked was, you know, it, you you have someone in that you need to buy a present for, and they, their job is is doing some type of construction industry job. What is a good present for them? And and you know, and, and I know I'm not so I'm not talking specialty tools, right? I'm I'm talking like just generic. Put a bow on it. This is a really cool gift, a really thoughtful gift.
1: Well, see, I can't answer that question. Because every tool I buy, I try to buy a commercial tool. Yeah. Because I plan on using it for the next ten years. Right. But now, well, I, I guess because you know I've been a Dewalt man all my life, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I've went outside the circle this year, and I actually got tired of buying Dewalt batteries and bought me a Milwaukee drill. Nice. And uh, and Ooh. the first week, the first week I used that drill. Mm-hmm. You know, we were screwing, building this house down in Morganton, and I actually went a week on a chart, one charge on the battery. Wow. And, uh... That's really cool.
0: Well, you know, so my reply was, you can never have too many tape measures. Well, that's true. But I did say, I'm not talking about the, the you know, the run-of-the-mill, you know, well, see, harbor freight tape measure, either. I'm talking about well, know, good, sturdy accurate tape measure well you know that all of them's junk now having said that that harbor freight tape measure i got still working working better than any of the other ones because it's got it's actually got an aluminum frame instead
1: of plastic but there you go well you know that's exactly right (laughs) because if you look at how measures manufactured it's manufactured out about seven eight different layers of plastic
0: yep no i will say i went and got that um the, the cheap, yeah, it was a cheap tape measure, and that's what I got, and I was like, ah, this will, you know, none of them last anymore, but it's got, it's actually got that aluminum case, and I said, you know, I mean, granted, it's, it's, it's just as cheap as the plastic, but it seems to hold up a little bit better, so uh, we have a caller on the air. Good morning, caller. Oh, 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 hang tight, hang tight. Good morning, caller. Now you're on the air.
2: Oh, ho, 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 ho. Sorry about
0: that. I have too many buttons to push over there. Good morning, buddy. How are
2: you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I hope y'all are. I know it sounds like you got a, a full day coming up for a Saturday. Oh, hey,
0: yeah. I'm, you know, it's the way I roll. Randy's going to hook me off for dinner tonight, and, and I've got a date, and I'm going to wear a tie, and yeah.
1: Oh, uh, Bill, you, are you friends with us on Facebook? Yeah. Well, I just posted his black tie sweater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll get on it. I I don't get on it very much anymore. It it got to the point where I was spending three hours a day on there, and I said, this is not working.
0: Well, that's how you do your Christmas shopping,
2: Facebook. Suck suck you in, and that's on purpose. (laughs) I was just wondering, um, I had a curiosity question of what your thoughts were on Building during the winter versus the summer or spring or fall or whatever, Uh, having done that for a while and being up on piggyback trusses in the blowing snow, uh, that wasn't a whole lot of fun, but I'm just wondering how that weather affects the long-term viability of your building.
1: Well, think of it in a scientific view, okay? The colder it is, the tighter the wood is. Okay. Yep. It shrinks. So it's actually gonna build a tighter house, okay? Okay. So, but the biggest thing about it is now if it gets snow on it, you got or ice, you got, water. you got you gotta make sure you scrape all that off and then the thing about it is if it's wet and it's not down below freezing, then now it's expanded out instead <laughs> of shrinking, you know? So yeah. It's got its uh, plus and minuses. <coughs> I d- I've never slowed down framing in the wintertime.
0: But it depends on what part of the stage you're at, right? I mean, you're yeah. not going to want to pour concrete this week. you know? No. <laughs> I mean, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to crack or freeze on it, you
1: know. Yeah, so, so. Yeah. you never plant corn in the wintertime. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the fish don't thaw out enough to make fertilizer.
1: That's right. But... Uh, I've never that that was my biggest problem with framing in the winter time was the, the wood getting wet and expanding.
2: But and, if you get it dried in, say late in the fall, then you'd probably be doing a tighter place.
1: Correct. This is this is the first year I, in the thirty-four years I've been in business that every, all my works on the inside. Nice. Because we've we started like it seemed like for five years in a row we started a house in January. You know. <laughs> and uh but it, uh you know we all know what rough framing is that's a guy that don't know how to run a saw you know because because he didn't buy the right tape measure well probably that and you know but Before i can't, I was gonna buy him a
0: gift but randy said not to
1: yeah i can't stand to see an eighth inch gap on framing you know? what's the limit 16 okay no I'm, my dad taught me to be a cabinet maker so is 2
2: 16ths uh, okay, Randy? Measure three times and cut once.
1: That's right. Uh,
2: but
0: it's so much easier to run, you know, cut three times and measure once.
2: Well, uh, well, it's less expensive. <laughs> yes, it is. Or uh, learning I you not you to what, read your the, tape the backwards. The this thing that I've ever seen used to work for a fella that we're doing hip roofs on a big house. And... After about the third measurement of, from the wall to the to the hip, he knew what the next one was going to be. Yeah. And that, and that come out straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a mathematical formula for that. Uh, the old man I worked for down there in Georgia, twice we had the whole house already built before the foundation was in. Everything yep. was solved, the, the rafters, the hips, the valleys and everything and uh the, my job when i first got to the job was to build corners and t's and headers and i hear you and he said i ain't never seen a guy build corners and t's like you do i said well you know if think about it if you if you build your corners and t's out of square your house is out of square
2: yep and, this uh, is true yeah, and then and then there was that point in time where you had to start stuffing them with insulation. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, we've been we've been stuffing them with insulation since the '70s. Me and yeah. my,
2: my dad. Well, this was probably in the '80s. So yeah.
1: And uh, you know now we've gone to California corners.
0: I mm-hmm. uh, I live in North Carolina still, but I'm with you.
1: But in California tees, you know where we don't use the tees. You know, when I first started out with my dad, every, all the corners and T's were solid, mm-hmm. you know. Now we put blocking in between uh, the, the T's. And, so uh, that you'd insulate. Yeah, so we got insulation behind it. And I, I really like the California corners. But what I'll do is, is you know, we, we frame them with 2 x six. You know, at one time we had to frame with 2x6s. Yeah. Now we don't have to. We can go back with 2x4s because they'll give us credit for, uh, not OSB, but they'll give us credit for, foam board on the outside yep. we have to have a minimum r15 in the walls but then the foam board would get us on up to r19 but i'll take a tuba six and turn one way and i'll take a tuba eight and stick the other way because how many times you been by a house and you see the nails coming out of the side uh-huh. and in the corners because there's nothing solid yep. to nail to
2: well you i mean that's like with the with the t's anyway you had to have something to do with those crooked studs that you got every once in a while
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I have seen it where we have framed a house. And uh, remember the Paul Bunyan studs of the 60s and 70s? You know, and here you got your house framed up, and then you come in, you see that big bow in the wall, yep. and you have, have to take a skill saw and cut a notch in it and bend it yep. over and toenail it in and put a scab on the side, you know.
2: Yeah. Lumber's yep. lumber. Yeah, you can't. You you have to find something to do with those.
1: Yep, that's where they become uh, cripples. Yeah, or deadwood stuff like that. So.
2: Good no stuff. doubt. Well, I right. well I just figured. Thanks for calling. That, uh, hey. Was something you know how that goes? Idle thought of the day. A wonder what about?
0: There you go. There you go. Well, Bill, so the the short answer is get to work today. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you better do your framing. Imagine that I got a, a plumbing issue that I don't have uh, any. It, I, I, it's something I've never dealt with before. I'll put it that way. Where the water line comes into the house somewhere underneath the slab, and before it comes up into the wall, I got a leak. Mm and and you know somebody thought it was a good idea to put a little bit of dirt in this rock around here so it's it's like okay i've got this great big hole dug that's like three feet deep to where i can kind of get up under the slab uh... and of course you know the water lines about eighteen twenty inches down so you got to get under that but somewhere in between the edge of the slab and where it comes up through the wall, there's water running. Ooh. So wow. It's cut off right now. but I got my hole drained out.
1: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> oh.
2: I've never That's gonna be a fun one there. That'll be you, a, you enjoy what you that. call a learning experience.
1: You enjoy that. Well you know, I took up Bill, I took on a job one time out Lamville and uh, the lady wanted her house What they oh. what they did was is uh Every time the, the homeowner that had the house would build a deck, after the deck was there a few years, they go ahead and build a dish on top of it. So this house had, like, oh, six decks no. built to it in all different angles and stuff. Ooh. And, and we actually built a tunnel under this house, 23-foot long. And, Holy uh, cow. And the only way – that house was so low to the ground that we actually did the tunnel with claw hammers. And uh, – and we took a plastic sled and put a rope on the front rope on the back so I could drag it in, load the sled up, and the guy outside could drag it out. And we actually poured the concrete that way, and that's the first time in my life I ever started laying block on my side mm. to get it. And so, here I am having to excavate the ground enough so I can get the block in and me beside it, and I laid it. And uh, so... I, I, I feel like I know what you're getting ready to go through.
2: Uh, I suspect. I I think I, with your experience and my about-to-be experience, then uh, I hear they're hiring down at the border.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Bill, have a Merry Christmas, buddy.
2: All right. Y'all do the same here. Take care.
0: Merry Christmas, Thanks, Bill. Bill. We appreciate right. that. Thanks for calling, man. See yeah. you. Oh, i got to love it. We'll be right back, right after this. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. Thanks for listening to us. Give us a call, like Bill did, 828-262-1567. We'll put you right on. Don't forget about the Facebook page. You can send us messages there if you're too shy to be on the radio talking a little bit about what you want to talk about just some open questions today and gosh uh, yeah I want to get back I, I do have an, another another thought on the Christmas gift here but uh you, you were looking at all right so we we started talking about before we we jumped into that topic we were talking about uh fans exhaust fans for the bathroom and uh, you you found it you found an energy star one did you
1: yeah uh you know regular fans go from 49 to 100 okay and uh then I found a, an energy star and Energy Star fans start about $200. And what I found out about some of them is the cubic feet of air that they move. Yeah. The, uh Now, I, I didn't have a lot of time to do a lot yeah, of research yeah, just, on it. Was, um, but uh, some of the higher insulated fans had lower volumes because they're not as loud. Okay. And uh, so... Uh, I don't want to go off topic here, but I remember back at the home show in 2003, they got into uh, having insulated one fan take care for all the bathrooms on a one layer level. Uh Okay. So actually when that one fan come on, each bathroom had a switch for the fan. Yeah. Okay. So when it doesn't make it, it was 10 bathrooms. Right. Okay. Whoever turned on the fan and one bathroom was changing the air exchange mm-hmm. in the whole rest of the house. Mm-hmm. and But it was a, I don't know, it was probably 12 inches across, yeah. but it was a well insulated fan. And the whole idea was is to cut down the noise in the bathroom. Sure. So when you turned it on. Uh, <laughs> and,
0: and, which is a huge, because how many times have you turned them on, especially as they get older, you hear that? <laughs> I feel like they're going to fall down the roof. <laughs>
1: You know, and yeah. if you're on your toilet, your toes get cold because it's drawn in some yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you.
0: I'm with you.
1: But uh, That's cool. But the only drawback to those fans like that, they're not a heat fan. Because mm-hmm. we always try to put a light heat fan in. Mm-hmm. And
0: is, is that a preference?
1: Yes. Uh, it actually, uh, with the heat in it, mm-hmm. it will actually uh, cut down on the moisture level in your bathroom. Okay. Cause the but but the,
0: my thing is, there's just not it's electric heat it's not an efficient heat source for heat well, if it's
1: an insulated it is okay because electricity is still the cheapest way to do your right. ha- home that's fair in an energy star home and uh yeah. golly look at the price of kerosene people was talking about 5.99 a gallon for it
0: yeah
1: i know i mean I'm, i know well
0: all right so let's get back to this uh the, the question that i was asked and uh asking you about tools and one thing again, one thing I said is, I said you can't ever go wrong with a good tape measure. That's it. Uh, uh, what about hammers? Like what? A, a, as a guy who does this every day, what do you call a good hammer? I mean, I know you can find a fifteen dollar hammer off the shelf, and I know you can buy a you know hundred and something dollar hammer off the you know when you, when you go to a, a building supply. Well, what's what's your thoughts on a hammer? Well. Uh, when, when you're not buying it for yourself.
1: Because it, 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 part of it's personal preference. That's right. Because, it, you know, you definitely want a, a slick head hammer if you're going to do trim, mm-hmm. okay? But the point of it is, if it came to a, a slick head hammer, my favorite hammer of choice would be a plum. Mm-hmm. You know, and you used to go to the old hardware stores yep. and there was a plum hammer, 16-ounce. Mm-hmm. Well, but they're not all created the same because if you take that plumb hammer and you hold it up and it rolls back and it stays, that's a balanced hammer. Uh, if it don't stay and it goes ahead and falls over, then it's not weighted right. And most people don't think about this because how many times you see people driving nails and they have their thumb on top of the yep, hammer? Yep. You know, instead of... Wrap, the ha- a hammer is designed to hold your hand yeah. like you're holding a baseball bat. Okay, and the reason for that is that keeps you from getting carpal tunnel.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I hold a here. I, I think I hold it around like a bat, but to give I you really a, just got to
1: To st- give you an idea, Stanley spent several <laughs> million dollars on designing hammers. Yep. And the reason for that is to try to keep you from getting tennis elbow, mm-hmm. carpal tunnel syndrome, and tearing your rotator cup out of your yep. shoulder. Yep. All right. Now, when it comes to if you're going to do a lot of framing, mm-hmm. I like an swing I like a 28-ounce hammer. Right. The only problem is my shoulder can't take it anymore. Right. And uh, if when back when I was framing professionally in the 80s, I used a 32-ounce Vaughn hatchet because nice. that was more balanced than any hammer out there. But the only difference is you couldn't pull nails.
0: Yeah. Well, if you don't mess up, you
1: don't have to. Well, every now and then you do. <laughs> and, the, and the hammer was so hard, you couldn't hit it with a cat's ball. That's You'd cool. You'd knock, knock the teeth off of it. That's cool. But framing down in Atlanta was a total lot different up here because they about wanted you drive 50-pound nails a day. Yeah.
0: Well, another thing I thought of, too, and I thought of this after I talked to the person, was a good knife or multi-tool. To me, that's one of the underrated tools on a job site. Yep. Some kind of, you know, there's always a bundle of this or a bundle of that you got to open up or a, a, a you know, a, a tube of glue or a tube of that, you know, that you got to cut open. And I I got to thinking about it. I would say, you know, I'm throwing multi tools in there with a pocket knife, you know. Well, but they're probably one of the most underrated most used tools in the job site.
1: I still like the standard old utility knife because it's made out of aluminum and yeah. it's light. I have a cobalt utility knife. When you put it in your tool belt, it feels like it weighs a pound. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's all for flash. Right. You right. Know? And, uh, now, my hammer that I have today is a Vaughn, mm-hmm. okay? And it's a 22-ounce wooden handle. And I yep. like a wooden handle. And uh, it's $25. Right. The East Wing frame and hammer you can buy today. Now, it's on Amazon. It's 34 Uh probably at New River. They're uh, probably 42 Yeah. Vaughn's a good hammer. Uh now you get into the uh Stiletto makes a titanium milled hammer, okay? Nice. And but it's it's uh Well uh, but it's supposed to swing like a a, a twenty eight ounce, but so it's only sixteen ounce.
0: That brings up the whole, you know, metal alloy versus the old fashioned wooden handle.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I guess Well that titanium is actually wooden handle. Okay. But the hammers we grew up with were about fourteen and a half inches. Yeah, the handle. Yep. Okay, a uh, east wing was closer to about sixteen and a half. Could you actually
0: use that for s- measuring your studs, or would you get in trouble? Because I've seen people do that, uh, where they put the hammer in, and put the stud up, so they don't pull the tape measure.
1: Well, all your wooden hammer handles are the same, regardless who who made okay. them. Okay. So we used to set all the electric boxes with the wooden hammer. Okay. You know, and I. I don't know if it. Never heard that about using it for you know framing, you know see, checking your yeah. distance, but because uh, it's only fourteen and a half in between studs, not 16 and a half. <laughs> right. <laughs> <coughs> nice. Uh, but it uh, the longer hammer handle lets you exert more pressure with less less effort yeah. on your body.
0: That's why I use a sledgehammer, baby.
1: All right. That's
0: when I drive my nails. You hold the nail, I swing the hammer. No, no, We'll no, be right no. back <laughs> right after this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Have a Merry Christmas. Give us a call, 828 We've got a couple more minutes we can put you on the air. and. Uh,
1: Gosh, yeah, and if you travel, please be
0: careful. Oh, uh, be safe. That's it. You know, this is... Uh, we won't be live next weekend. Um, they, they're, they're, WATA is doing a uh, Chris, or holiday special on Christmas Eve. So uh, this this will be the last chance that we get to tell you in person uh, Merry Christmas. So hope everyone has a safe time and, and just enjoys traveling, just enjoys the family, whatever your plans are. Uh, and more importantly, stay safe, especially with this potential winter weather coming in before Christmas. And, you know, I... uh, we've talked about this before randy i don't put a lot of stock into weather when it's a week out or especially longer than that but as we get closer you know that's when i start to pay attention and uh it's still calling for for some kind of winter weather at the end of the week and so i guess give it give it a few days and and let it you know uh, come monday we'll we'll know more i guess but um just just a heads up the biggest thing for me is it's just gonna be cold no matter what uh happens and so uh you know, as, as we talk about home construction and, 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 and home, you know, taking care of your house, prepare for that. You know, prepare for the uh, potential outages. It's been a long time in Watauga oh. County since we've had mass outages for days. You know, and I'm, I was thinking back, and uh, I, there may have been one since, but the one that I remember is um, I guess it was around 2010 nine, 10, somewhere in that, those, those years when, or when we got that big ice storm on Christmas Eve or Christmas, the, uh, the, the Christmas day, I can't remember now it's, it's been so long ago, but, um, I do remember, uh, cause then the reason I remember is cause we had a, a newborn. That's why I'm thinking it was, it was, uh, in 2009. Um, but we, we ended up staying with my parents in Virginia because we had a newborn and we were without power, um, so, you know, I, but I was just, I got thinking about that when they're calling for it. I mean, it was a big ice event. I remember we were without power here for several days.
1: Well, I hope we don't um, go ice, because, you know, I, I've, we've had some heavy ice. Yeah. 2002 is when we had a big ice. That was a big one, too, yeah. In 92, we had, that was had a big our, ice. That was
0: my first year here. So, 2002 was my first year I, I experienced a high country
1: winter. But, you know, I got to commend Blue Ridge Energy, Duke <coughs> Power. For trimming I, the line. I was going to
0: say. I mean, they've they've done a really good job over the last really decade of, of trimming them and then you know, keeping them trimmed and uh yeah. So that that's that's huge. But
1: my, you know. uh, my uncle Freddie went and uh you know they were trimming the trees in Dutch Creek mm-hmm. with the uh, helicopter yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And Hal Cook said, "You need to come look at this. It's crazy. You know, I've I've seen them going down the road. Yeah. You know, me driving and watch them trim." And, uh, but
0: when they get close, buddy, they're scary-looking things, monsters. It is. Uh, <coughs> but but my, you know, but my thing is, if you've got a generator, be safe with it. You know, know if you plug it into your house, uh, shut have, your main shut off. Shut the main off. Make sure you've got it all safe. Um, that that's sort of my thing. And uh, you know, if you've got some kind of backup heat, prepare for that. Whether it's some kind of, you know, if it, if it's some kind of propane or gas heat, uh, kerosene. Uh, uh, remember there is such a thing as uh, carbon monoxide you know and, and prepare be safe on that it, end. It um yeah. you know those detectors runs off of uh, usually run off of batteries get get one you know if you're if you're running one of those and you know them little it. uh
1: propane uh little buddy heaters i love buddy mine. Heaters? yeah it is but you know what the the biggest thing it does to you is it depletes the oxygen in your house right. and a lot of times it might not set off that smoke alarm because right. it's not that strong okay. yep but it will deplete your oxygen.
0: Yeah. So they. Yeah. You're right. Um, so just be be cautious, and, and you know, and, and and that goes. That's a general thing, rule of thumb. But um, that that's what I worry about the, with this with this winter storm coming. If 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 it, if it's big or small, you know. Um, but my thing is, it's you know, with, it seems like around the holidays we we got so much other things on our mind. Um, so just be safe.
1: Well, and, the good thing is, youngins aren't here. Yeah. You know, and uh, that leads to a lot of problems that they've never drove in the snow.
0: Right yeah that's true that's true but no be safe out there and have a merry christmas and uh you know we'll we'll, we'll do this thing again all about home construction it's been a fun year and 2022 has been good for it's been us. a different year for it's been us, a different year it? and uh it's all right we, we got, got into
1: it. a lot of history this year
0: well that and then i like that so that's quite all right so i like history yep it's who we are but the thing is it doesn't make us who we are right now. It is who we were. And and then we decide from there what we want to be in the future. That's right. That's what history's all about. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And we'll hold off on that and we'll just say Merry Christmas to everyone. And again, thanks so much for all of our listeners. And uh, thanks for all you've done for us this year. Yep. You know, Randy, thank you. I appreciate it. Hope you and and the family have a Merry Christmas. Um, you know, hope Santa brings you something more than coal. Uh, but if he does bring you coal, maybe it's good uh, quality coal room, that you, you, can, far, you can heat up with. I and, like coal. Uh,
1: that's fair. That's fair. But I can burn coal in my stove. There you go,
0: man. All right. Well, uh, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next time around. Merry Christmas, and bye. Thanks for listening to All About Home Construction. We air every week on Saturday mornings on WATAN Boone. Please like this podcast, comment, share it. Hey, let everybody know where you found it. Thanks for listening.